This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's now time for local poetry and discussion on Beyond Rhyme. Welcome to Beyond Rhyme for December 2022. My name is Camilla, and today we don't have Alan here with us, but uh, he will be back hopefully in January. Alan, hope you feel better soon. And uh, we have our guest tonight, Ben Mortimer. Is this how we say your surname? Yep. Yeah, yes. Ben Mortimer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ben Mortimer, he's been here before sharing some of his amazing work, his sonnets, and he's got a few more for us tonight. And as always, we would like to say a big, big thanks to Scorpio Books for their support to our show, for their support through all these years, our third year of sponsorship by Scorpio Books. Thank you, Scorpio Books. And being December, Christmas time, guys, Scorpio Books is the place to be for you to find some something for your special person, for your family. There's something for every budget, for everybody. And yes, just pop in for at Scorpio Books or Telling Tales, which is their kids' bookshop. And so, yes, tonight we're going to have some poetry. We're going to have some music. And we're going to see, we're going to have a catch-up with Ben. So how are you, Ben? Very well, thank you. Very well. I'm happy to have the book done and completed after all this time. So, Yes, yes. So because last time, just having a little catch up here, last time Ben shared some of his poems that were going to be part of a book. And this project finally completed. I finally reached the the target and got them all compiled in order now. Oh my goodness, that's wonderful. And how many poems in total? It's a collection of one hundred. Wow! Yes, you do. You do like your 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 numbers. Yeah, the numbers I know. Yeah. I remember that you do take really good care of form, and you're very attached to the rhyming and the 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 structure process. So, tell us a little bit. How was the the process for you? How long from beginning to end it took you to to finish all those poems, if you remember. Yeah, I, I think I wrote the first one in January of 2020, so it's coming mm-hmm. up three years in total. Okay. Um, I was, it started off as one, and then I wrote a second one because it wasn't that hard, and then I wrote a third and a fourth and a fifth, and I thought, there could be a story here. So <laughs> I continued writing, and then the story sort of formed around yes. the initial poems and then became what it is now. Um, I definitely slowed down towards the end, but... You know, we got there yes. finally. And when you said that it wasn't hard, do you mean that you felt that you had a really, it was really, it came easy to you? Yeah, I think initially it came pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, some people find, well, a sonnet is quite strict in its structure and its rhyming scheme and everything. Some people might find that hard, but I found that um, quite helpful because mm-hmm. it gave me that. Form boundaries. Then, the boundary yes. to then put the words um, within. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it was a fun process um, fun. more than anything else. Nice. And uh, when you say that towards the end you started slowing down, was it because it became harder to fit in the latest poems to the whole collection, to the whole story? Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, in the beginning, I could write whatever I wanted, and it was sort of um, free. But towards the end, I reached my... I had a start and a finish that I had to get the poems around. Mm-hmm. And then I was running out of, I suppose, ideas. Possibilities. Within, and possibilities yes. within those two, that start and end date. So mm-hmm. um, that, I suppose, was slowed me down. Yes. And then, yeah, fleshing out those ideas, finding links and connections between um, existing ones made the process a little bit harder. Yes. Wow. So this um this whole process like you were you were 
restricting yourself, you know, throughout the process, right? Yeah, yeah in a way, were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, your possibilities were more limited. And did you find that as you as you were going, like, were more, did you need to do more research? Or you didn't do any research, like, throughout? No, I don't think I did any research. I think... Um uh, just as a hobby, I read a lot, and mm-hmm. the reading, uh, whether it's fiction or non-fiction, gives a lot of, um, gave a lot of help, mm-hmm. I found. So just continuing with the reading gave me more um, Support. germ of inf- inspiration. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so shall we start? Yep. Let's yep. do it. Um, <laughs> this first one is from early on in the sequence, so mm-hmm. it's optimistic, it's happy, it's... Um, cheerful, more so Mm -hmm. than the others. So it goes, It's not the look upon your face, the glow, illuminating all that you surround, nor is the voice that speaks and notes that grow into a song that echoes all around. Your humour, laugh, and all the verbal traits that ring within, resetting me to you. Yet small I am, my destiny awaits, that you receive from me confession true. These are but reasons mine are when compared to all the faults for which I love you more. While some despise, instead I am prepared to claim those traits of yours what I adore. Not one, instead, the sum of all these things. It's here from which a love eternal springs. The yeah, the rhythm in itself. Even if we're not we're not being carried away by the meaning of each stanza, there's the rhythm that takes us, mm. you know, and that in itself it's so powerful. I love it. I love it, and I will take a closer look um, at some point. But yeah, tell us a little bit about this this one itself. Yeah, the, the poems I chose to share today were uh, ones that uh, were quite strong in the themes of the book. The book itself is called The Eternal Story. Yes. And um, these poems feed into those themes and ideas of destiny, fate, um, and I think they're, you know, just important to give an idea of what the book's about. Mm-hmm. On the surface, he's talking about, although the protagonist is talking about um, this girl that he loves, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what each of the sonnets on the surface are about, but as a whole, they're about himself, and that's what the story gets towards at the end is, mm-hmm. um, that's, you've got that circle of from the start to the end is then the beginning of his eternal story is the sort of the point of that we're getting towards. So this one's about her, mm-hmm. but then as the relationship develops and sours, let's mm-hmm. say, um, he, you know, he realises that all these things that he was saying, you know, I love eternal springs, it was wrong, it was incorrect. Um, but in the at the beginning, at least, he doesn't know that, of course. So he's yes, okay. Do we get to find out with the material that you shared today? Um, Do we get some insights on his realization? Yep, yeah. Yep, okay. Yep. Good. The later ones <laughs> go more into that. Yeah. Okay. So we will hold it. We'll pause it for now. We'll have a mini music break. And being December, it's Christmas time, everybody. And uh, my children and I, we always listen to some Christmas songs. Some from my home country, and some that I adopted from English language as a Christmas tradition. And one of them is Silver Bells by Stevie Wonder. Take it away. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air there's a feeling of Christmas. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile. And on every street corner you hear silver bells, silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. Ring a ling, hear them ring. Soon it will be Christmas Day Strings of street lights, even stoplights Blink a bright red and green 
As the shoppers rush home with their treasures Hear the snow crunch, see the kids punch This is Santa's big scene And above all this bustle you hear Silver bells, silver bells It's Christmas time in the city Christmas time in the city Ring-a-ling Hear them ring Soon it will be Christmas Day Welcome back to Beyond Rhyme. I hope you enjoyed the song. And uh, I'm sure you ingo- you're going to enjoy a lot more what we're about to hear. Here with Bean. <laughs> Are we ready for a second one? Yeah, sure. Yes, okay. Um, with these sonnets, there um, is an old form of poetry, so I'll try to get the language kind of in that setting um, mm-hmm. with those classical ideas. Um, so this one here is in, it's from Act Two, so it's a, that's when the relationship's soured, it's ended, and he's in this. Um, Depressed state, let's mm-hmm. say. So this one is... <clears throat> As fruits contain the cause of self-decay, or clouds the home of thunderbolts are rending, whether brief or long, and come what may, the signs were there that this romance was ending. It's all too rare that two should love as one, that love should be eternal and untried, and though each will believe that they have won, most wither and disperse, love's cast aside. Through hubris, arrogance, or simply pride, convinced that we were of the special few, I saw the hints, the clues, and still denied, and brought about the stories ending true. Try as I might to mask end in disguise, there was no way to challenge its demise. Wow. Okay. So in this one, the language is different. You know, you've, we've got um, the sadder words. We've got the... Uh, hopefully you've got the idea of What's it. hubris? Hubris is like he, he thinks that he's... Um, you know, he's heard these ideas, but he thinks, no, I can... You know, I know that, you know, let's say most relationships end, but that's not going to happen with me because mm. I'm better than that. Oh, I'm different. Um, yeah, yes. I'm different. Uh, <laughs> whereas he isn't. Um, he is, you know, not special. Yes. And like most, they this one also came to an end. Um, mm. I've tried to get the idea of um, pessimism in there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, most wither and disperse. Um, and, you know, I suppose the idea is that he's actually been the cause of the relationship ending. You know, uh, it's, it's his actions that ended it. It's yes. his thinking at the time. Wow, he's overthinking perhaps. Yeah, and you know, once reading amongst the whole collection, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see what the reader interprets. Okay. Do you want to, shall we move to the other one so we can discuss base, or, or the final two are linked? The final two are linked, and this one's this next one I thought could be from Act Three. So we're the more optimistic, um, optimistic ideas where he's gotten over his. um, You know, I think like most um, sonnets, they're a bit uh, melodramatic and over the top, Mm -hmm. and then he's again like this. It's not actually as bad as he's making it out to be, Um, and once he's gotten over it, Mm -hmm. as you know everyone does, he's got a more optimistic idea of himself and where he can go from here. Yeah, so let's let's hear that one and then we can kind of make a parallel between the two. Sure. Um, as I said at the beginning of the last one, I've tried to incorporate those um, ideas and traditions from mm. old poetry. And another one is um, when they would invoke the muse. So mm. at the very beginning of the, of the story, he calls upon the muse to write through him the poetry and... Um, so the muse is kind of a character that crops up. Present, okay. And yes. is present. And this one here, he um, sort of is talking with the muse more mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. 
So long I spent in deference to the muse, obeying all the confines that he set. But with perspective I would rather choose to live according and without regret. All poetry I wrote could not achieve, it failed to deliver what I sought. Despite devoted time, I'm left to grieve the loss of what was dear, emotions fraught. Yet looking back, I can't regret the time, nor words expensed in vain to win the heart. For in the process I have come to climb to heights I dared not dream back at the start. Seeking to lead a life of something more, I'll be the hero I've not seen before. Can I, can I be a pain and ask you to read that one again, but a tiny bit slower? slower? So Yes, please. Thank sure. you, Ben. So long I spent in deference to the muse, obeying all the confines that he set. But with perspective I would rather choose to live according and without regret. All poetry I wrote could not achieve, it failed to deliver what I sought. Despite devoted time, I'm left to grieve, the loss of what was dear, emotions fraught. Yet looking back, I can't regret the time, nor words expensed in vain to win the heart. For in the process I have come to climb, to heights I dared not dream back at the start. Seeking to lead a life of something more, I'll be the hero I've not seen before. So it's like uh, it's a moment where he he mentions all the the difficulties, the grief, you know, and the the sadness. But it's like a it's a bling of realization, isn't it? Yeah, it's you know, while that was painful, those were the necessary steps for him to be able to write this poetry. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the beginning, he asks the muse to help him write the poetry to win her heart. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't work. But he still managed to write all those poems. Um, so it's kind of like a meta look at the um, story as a whole. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he, while it was painful, and you get that idea on the first two um, quatrains, and this third one, it's, you know, I've managed to do it. You know, I've climbed higher than I could have believed possible. Um, I couldn't have thought that I could write all these poems, but mm -hmm. actually I managed to. And while I might not have the relationship, I still have that skill and that poetry. Mm -hmm. that, that's still mine, mm -hmm. um, is what the protagonist is saying there. And now he's um, achieved something that he didn't think was possible. And is there a, is there a bit of autobiographical aspect in that? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose a little bit. Um, yeah. This is my first um, writing project. and Yes. Um, I've long wanted to write a book. I never mm -hmm. thought that it would be in the form of sonnets or poetry at all. So okay. um, I suppose in a way it is a little bit autobiographical. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the author's not mine. It isn't me. Um, you know, it's not about anything specifically personal. But I suppose those ideas are there of, you know... Um, I did write these poetry. Yes, I did write did. this poetry. So, yes. you know, and in even, a way it's... In, even if revisiting painful emotions yeah. or going through things that were uncomfortable, you know, at the end you're creating something that will... that you're giving to the world, Absolutely. isn't it? Yes. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there's a semi-autobiographical element there. I, I couldn't deny that. But, yes. Um, no? Good. Interesting. Yeah, I do have a few more questions, but before that, we're going to have another little break with um, One Little Christmas Tree, also by Stevie Wonder. Take it away. One little Christmas tree was standing alone, waiting for someone to come by. One little Christmas tree that never had grown Cried as he looked up to the sky Oh please, Mr. Father Tree, the tallest of all I'm so afraid and so alone Could one little Christmas tree, so tiny and small Light up someone's home Cause one little Christmas tree Can light up a home So one little child can find a toy One little Christmas tree 
Christmas tree to light up a home so one little heart can find some joy. One little angel who was riding a star cried as she looked down at the tree. Oh, please, Mr. Father Tree, wherever you are, may I give him the star you gave to me. Then in the heavens came a voice from afar, a voice that was heard throughout the world. Go down, little angel girl, and give him your star. Tonight he'll light the world. Cause one little Christmas tree can light up the world. So those who are lost may find their way. One little Christmas tree can light up the world. So all men may see on Christmas Day. One little Christmas tree can light up the world. So those who are lost may find their way. One little Christmas tree can light up the world. So all men may see on Christmas Day. One little Christmas tree can light up the world. Welcome back to Beyond Rhyme. We're here with Ben and um, as well as reading his work that is so meticulous, that it is so rich in detail and very precise. He's going to talk a little bit about the writing process or um, whatever he he feels like sharing about (laughs) (laughs) about how it was to write something so... um, so full of detail and that requires so much planning, I guess. Yeah, there's um, there's a bit of planning. You know, it's mm-hmm. even though they're fourteen lines, you've each sonnet's only fourteen lines. Is it? Sorry to interrupt. Is this the Shakespearean yeah, type this, of poem? Yeah, this yeah. is a Shakespearean type, a Shakespearean sonnet, mm-hmm. uh, which is about how you do the rhyming structure. Sometimes you can have um, blocks of eight and six to make mm-hmm. you 14. You can alternate the rhyme. So while these ones are A, B, A, B, C, D, C, D, you could go A, B, B, A, for example. You can mix it up. Mm-hmm. But all these ones are specifically um, Shakespearean sonnets. Shakespeare's collection of sonnets was the main inspiration. Um, uh, I was anyone, going to ask that. Yeah, yeah anyone who's read those that. ones could probably see the um, inspiration there. Mm-hmm. But I've also taken inspiration from other... Um, forms of poem. Um, mm-hmm. There are, there's a collection by someone named Philip Sidney, Astrophel and Stella, and this, um, oh, the one I'm about to read, is very much influenced from one of his. Okay. Is he, is he English as well? Yeah, an English um, mm-hmm. sonnet writer from 1600, 1500 mm-hmm. something, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit out of date on this one, but um, never mind. I think, um, yeah, the, the writing process is start with an idea, whether that's um, a word or a theme. If I'm listening to a song, I might get a certain feeling from that. Um, you know, there's a very good one that I can think of, which it's quite a morose. It's a sad mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. but it's optimistic. And that kind of fed into writing some of the Act 3 sonnets where, you know, it, he's still sad and he's still a little bit hurt, but he's also knows that things will be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the inspiration could come from that. It could come from a book. Um, you know, it could come from anything. There was a, I was reading a book by Winston Churchill, mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. was a line that he wrote um, about, I think someone had passed away, and he wrote to the man's family, every word sheds luster on his name. So I thought, well, that's really beautiful construction. Let's wow. put that into one of my poems. So, yes. yeah, the inspiration can come from... Yes, from lots definitely. of different places. Yes, but I think that that's what makes our work so rich, you know, because it's no longer about the inspiration of one author himself, but it's just the filtering through your own eyes, you know. So that's mm. Ben's filter. Where can I fit that, you know? Mm. And that's what makes it so special. Yeah, yeah, there are. I mean, there are lots of references to um, you know, people or quotes or things, and I suppose you know, it's it's all come from my 
mm-hmm. personal experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the things that I've witnessed and seen and read or watched or how, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people aren't going to get all of them. Uh, but, you know, it'd be, you never know. it'd be fun to, you to never say, know. oh, I recognise that. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, that is so cool. That's so cool. And do you think that there is um, a place for this kind of classical construction in this world, you know? Yeah, sure. Between. You know, like we, um, how many people can you name from 1600? You know, yes. it's aren't many, you know. Yes, yes. But it's those writers that um, have survived, and that's because the content is really good and it's yes. worth remembering. You know, Shakespeare's plays and that are... And form. Yeah. It's, because there is so much care in a form as well. Mm. And obviously you appreciate form in other ways because um, Ben is also a calligraphist. Is this how you call uh, it? I think it's calligrapher. <laughs> calligrapher. Here I'm we go. Sure, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, he he does beautiful. He creates or he draws beautiful mm. works with calligraphy. And this appreciation for the crafting of of uh, whatever you're creating does come through your work. And I think that I'm um, just answering my own question. <laughs> I don't think there's there's not only a place for it, but it's it's needed. Yeah, you know, it's, we do need more of that, I suppose. I I definitely personally um, appreciate those old forms. Yes. So it is nice to um, uh, pay respects, let's say, yes, to that style and that form uh, yes. with my own. Yeah. Um, do you share your work with friends and family? Yeah, you know, yes. um, I will. <laughs> you will. I have. So you have. have. You yeah, have, have in the past. Um, yeah. And what was their response? Oh well, you know, family's <laughs> always going to say that it's really good. Um, yeah. Um, no, you know, it's generally a positive response. You know, I think people get the idea that I'm trying to communicate in the um, sonnet. It's always hard when you're writing something because you're not sure if I know what I'm trying to say, but have yes. I actually communicated that to the reader? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, when you, I suppose that's part of the editing process of saying, is yes. that actually clear? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes it's okay for the, you know, to leave it, you know, and if you get it, it's because you have lived those things, you have experienced certain things that will allow you to enter Mm. that space and understand it. If you haven't yet, it's just, yeah, you'll get there. Mm. (laughs) I suppose that's what they call, like, um, not... It's just, it's just uh, trusting your reader, isn't it? Trust the reader that that they yeah. they can get there. And uh, yeah. you know, you don't necessarily like you know when I, if I were to read Shakespeare sonnets, you know, it's a very old form of English, so it's yes. hard to understand. But you yes. kind of you still get the the point. You still yes. get the feeling from mm-hmm. the words. And mm-hmm. I think uh, with mine, the vocabulary is a lot more modern. Yes. Um, even though you might not necessarily get it on its own mm-hmm. in amongst the rest of the story. Oh, you should be able to yeah. you, know, you understand the context. You do make it accessible through mm. many words. Like I think that in each stanza we do get the idea, you sure. know, and one word or another say, "Oh, wow, definitely need a dictionary for that." Well, that was a good but, way of, you know, there are so many really good words in English and you yes. can't really a lot of them you can't use because you mm. sound like a dog. So, so this is a good outlet for yeah, those, oh, <laughs> those um, I see. Those um, words that I've come across. Yes. Oh, wonderful. So those words you came across and you decided to put in that or you needed a word and you went to the dictionary and said, how can I find a, a fancier word to fit in here? Yeah, you know, you need to be, with poetry and especially like this, you need, you need to be um, flexible in the words that you're using. You know, you can't necessarily say it in the sentence structure with the words that you'd use in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to be a bit adaptive to the confines of the poem mm-hmm. and the, the structure. So it might be changing the word and it might be yeah. swapping the sentence around, mm-hmm. which isn't mm-hmm. necessarily natural, but it still makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a mix of both. Or, you know, I've come across the word in a book and thought that actually has a lot of meaning to it. Let's try and incorporate that word. Have you found, have you found yourself, like, wondering how those guys used to do it? Well, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, they don't have thesauruses and, um, you know, rhyme dictionaries. So that's a yeah. big help um, yes. in writing because you can just type in, okay, I've got this word. Yes. What rhymes with guide? Yes, like, so yes, okay, I do. I have done and, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's, yeah. A, that's a big help. But how they did that before then, I don't know. Yes. Isn't that incredible? And that's think. the skill, I think, of those older writers. Yes. You know, they, they had all that up in their mind. Yeah. They were, that's, everything was so well specialised back then. And these days we just become masters of nothing, you know, and we have mm. just this array of things that we know, but just only a little bit of. Yeah. Okay, so let's, shall we read another one? Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. So in amongst the three different acts, I've tried to have a few that link, and there's a bit of symmetry between the start and the end for that idea of that continuity where, um, you know, the end is the beginning actually, so we're carrying on. So mm-hmm. this one's from early on, and it's really optimistic, but uh, it has that symmetry with the next one, which is um, he's realising the truth. You know, he's In the first one, he's misinterpreted what he saw, but now he sees the truth in the second one. Just before we go, a couple of quick questions. Do your, pro- uh, do your characters have names? Do we know the names? No. No? Um, okay. I've never... The protagonist, the writer, is only ever referred to as I, mm-hmm. himself, and the subject is only ever referred to as you. I didn't want to mm-hmm. specify mm-hmm. the people uh, yes. because they aren't actually real people. Mm-hmm. And I wanted this, the story is on a whole about the protagonist, and I want mm-hmm. the reader to sort of identify with him. So for that reason, I haven't specified anything about the two people. Mm-hmm. And actually, there are very few specific events that are referenced as well. It's more just about the guy's feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with the idea that anyone who does read it can relate. identify and relate yes. to that. Got it. So, this one is... <clears throat> Through darkness I've long lived without a guide, no one to show me what or where to go. But with the vaguest hint I now decide to follow those afar faint lights aglow. Now honing in on those I saw at first... I'm comforted by them, their astral heat, and deep within those spectral rays submersed, each step I'm sure that with no foe I'll meet. Though peril fraught, I can take off away, through hardships to the stars and all its highs. To chart my course, there is no other way than by the constellations in your eyes. Now never lost, those lamps will be the mark, like sentinels that lead the way through dark. There are so many uh, moments that I think could be illustrated, you know, yeah. like the constellation, the eyes, and yeah, yeah that's, that's so beautiful. So I beautiful. was quite happy with that, mm-hmm. those particular two lines, because mm-hmm. um, it's helps with the theme that I'm going to get to in the, or with the symmetry with what I get to in the next one. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just a really, you know, it's a nice construction, it's a nice idea, you know, you're looking deep within um, the eyes of someone you like, and you, mm. you know, seeing like, the lights, but the it's the constellation of stars mm. um, up there. So I was quite happy with those two lines. Very nice. And we'll do the other one as well. Yep. Yeah. They, yep. These are the, the so these paired. are these are paired. So mm-hmm. this the first that one was from early on, and then this one that I'm about to read comes later on, where he's realised he was seeing these things, and but he was misinterpreting. It's that's that. Um, it's I think it's a theme that's common in. Shakespeare's work where you misinterpret the truth. Mm-hmm. You're, you're seeing, and I think everyone does this as well, you're seeing what you want to believe. Mm. Um, you're guided by feelings rather than yeah, facts of reality. Than the reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one, he's now sort of faced reality and he sees what Ooh. was always there from the start, but you know, now he's finally been able to acknowledge that. Ooh. So this one... Um, has very similar um, words in it, but, mm-hmm. and that's that idea of help the reader sort of find that link. Okay. In darkness was my start, now I return to my beginning week from journey long. It's only at the end I came to learn the stars by which I walked reflected wrong. I travelled far and wide to rains were crossed, the lights within your eyes my only clue, but further gone the more that I was lost, they were a mirror image of what's true. To chart my course, I used the light you bore, reflecting back the light always within, reversing off the one which I was sure, yet with each step moved further from the wind. 
You weren't the source no more than mere reflection of all the light that came from my direction. Oh, can you please read those two lines again? A bit slower. You weren't the source no more than mere reflection of all the light that came from my direction. That's that's the revelation there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I suppose this is an important sonnet, you know, I suppose a bit blunt to the point of um, I was seeing these lights. They mm. weren't from you, they're actually but you, yeah, you were from the me. Source. Yes, yes, and because it was a reflection I was in chasing you, I was mm-hmm. going in the wrong direction. I was wow. already there. Um, this is so, there's, there's so many layers on that, not only literary layers, but psychological. Because you, like, um, it's like this, this philosopher that I follow, and uh, he talks about layers of personality, right? And he, res- he reckons that people from my home country stay forever stuck in a fourth layer, which is the one that you're constantly, like, self-centered, You know, all you see everywhere, all you look for everywhere is you. And perhaps that's what he kind of realized there, you know, Mm. that the whole time he was seeking for himself and only finding himself. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think that's the point that I'm trying to get towards. You know, you you read the initial sonnets and you think that the eternal story is about... um, the love, the love story. Yeah, but actually, it's about his eternal story, mm. and that this that you're reading is actually just the introduction to what then comes, mm. and mm. then that's up to the reader to decide where he then takes off this wow. and where he then goes. Have you decided, like, when? Because you you said that you wrote a poem, you liked it, mm-hmm. and then you wrote a second, and that gave you the idea to write the whole story, right? Yeah. You decided from the beginning what the story was going to be or, or as you went along you said, oh, I'm going to go this way and then at some point you say, okay, this is what's going to be. I think it, the initial ones were not very good. <laughs> Let's, okay. I'll be honest. The initial ones were, yeah, but they were my first ones. Yeah. And Did they, you include them in, in the book? Uh, some of them to a degree are. Yeah. yeah. Um, they all started out in sort of the Act One period, so they're mm. all optimistic. And it, then I started trying to be a bit more creative with what I wrote, and then sort of expanded what the story would be. And, and then I came to my sort of my start and finish, and then sort of built within from there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it was a, it was a gradual process of what do I actually want to talk about? Um, Shakespeare sonnets are a bit there's a bit of depth to them where it's not quite as it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was a really clever idea that he was able to do that. And I thought, let's try and emulate that in, in my own way. Mm. Oh, that's that. That's so good. That's so good. Thank you. And Thank you. Um, so just thinking a little about the book. But before that, we might have another music break. And this is probably going to be Christmas Time, also by Stevie Wonder. Take it away. It's Christmas time And its magic is here It's Christmas time And its wonders appear The scent of pine Fills the Christmassy air While the church bell chimes And there's joy everywhere Some precious gift Lights a little one's eye God's blessed lift Stays the weary in wild This Christmas time Keep its magic right here Within your heart 
every day of the Welcome back to Beyond Rhyme. I hope you guys are having a great evening, chilling, enjoying a wine or coffee if you're crazy and you want to go writing in the middle of the night. And uh, we're back here with Bean. And tell us a little bit about this poem you're going to share now, this this part of the story. Yeah, um, this last one here is... Um from early on in the writing process. Mm-hmm. It's also early in the um, in the sequence. I thought with this one, I don't think it's quite as good. I think it's quite a bit blocky. It's like sentence by sentence by sentence rather than having better flow. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can see there's a bit of improvement, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but I think this one was, it came so naturally and it actually inspired the title. Mm-hmm. Um which is the eternal story. The eternal story. Yes. Um, I was trying to f- find a word that rhymed with purgatory, which is not very easy. <laughs> <laughs> and then eternal story kind of just yeah. came out of nowhere. And, okay. and then this, so this one was grand, and it's you know the melodramatic idea. And mm-hmm. I think this was the inspiration. I thought to myself, actually, there's something here that I can that I can work with, and mm-hmm. that I can create a, a wider story. Um, it'd be interesting to see what comes out of it, and. This is it. Let's see. The beauty you behold has great appeal, the curves, the lines so smooth without defect. Your face is like none else it does reveal, that God himself, he was your architect. The angels fall to get a glimpse of you, they would not mind a life in purgatory. They need to get this close so they can view, to read the start of your eternal story. To hear me talk of you, some may feel strange, and some may say that such is blasphemy. But I've no doubt, quick smart, that they would change their tune when they see your anatomy. And ever since the dawning of creation, the ancients have awaited your formation. I don't think it's blocky, like you, you said. I think it, it flows really well. Okay. And as, a, you know, as I said before, like through the rhyming and um, the, I think there's, there's a really good rhythm in there. Cool. But I agree that purgatory is a very hard word. To find. <laughs> yeah, um, I think this for. one's like a. Uh, it's way over the top. It's ridiculous. And if someone said that to me, I'd <laughs> stay away from it, you freak. But I suppose that's the initial feeling that he had, right? Yeah, that that's is the as, natural feeling. That is the the how uh, or how uh, you know sweet. Mm. You know, like uh, ridiculously sweet <laughs> yeah. that people are that. in the beginning. You know, yeah. when they are uh, in love or when they have the when they first expe- yeah. experience those. Feelings. But to say that an angel is going to sacrifice heaven <laughs> just to see, yeah, you know, it's yeah, a bit that's, silly. Yeah, um, no, but that's, that's, that, that's that really over the top that you do find in sonnets. I think. Yes. Yeah. No. In but the classical sonnets. I think it's very um, true to what you know. Yeah, I think you you managed to convey that kind of feeling, you know, and the sequence and what comes throughout the the story that we f- discover about your your protagonist. Mm. Mm. So and um, oh yeah, yeah so that, that you know features the words eternal story and those those two words do crop up in the and you know in the ones that I've read today and and other ones as well and I suppose they are sort of the important ones that mm-hmm. really give you a clue at what's happening. Mm-hmm. And the other ones flesh out those ideas and you know break them up and um, 
support what these key ones are about. Wow. And so when did you finish? Like when you first said, okay, no, this is it. I'm not retouching or doing anything to them. Does that ever happen? Oh, okay. <laughs> You're still in the process. <laughs>、um, you know, there's at a certain point I need to say this, and as you said, this is it.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, there's tweaks going on and maybe shifting、um, 25 to 24、um, as I feel in the day.、Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more or less done now.、Uh, okay. you know, there's the manuscript,、um, there's the pretty set order, there's the 100 sonnets that I like.、Mm-hmm. and、um, I'm quite happy to move on. I think I was afraid of that.、Um, okay. But I've, you know, I've got, yeah, yeah. But I've, you know, I've got <laughs> ideas to take and to start off with different projects.、Um, projects. Yes.、Um, so I'm happy to sort of close the book on this one and、yes. um, move on. Yeah. Oh, great. And、uh, so you said 100 sonnets that I like. So you wrote more? Yeah. There's, so there's like, those earlier ones didn't make the cut. Mm hmm.、Um, mm-hmm. Had to revise. There's some that you know, maybe I got halfway and abandoned because it just wasn't working.、Mm-hmm. Or I you know, had a specific、um, thing, so it wasn't working. So I moved that idea or those words to something else and finished the idea there. So、mm-hmm. yeah, there's, a, there's more than 100,、um, mm-hmm. but it's the, it's the 100. I wanted to finish on that, that, you know, that、yes. century, that centennial number. This is the block. And then I suppose that idea of. Continuity, you've read through the first hundred and then there's another you know, lot to go. This is just the, then you start that counting again. What, so there will be another lot to go? I don't think so. No? I, no, <laughs> no I've, I've, I've said what I have to say with sonnets. And,、um, oh, think, you, you finished not only with that protagonist, but with sonnets as well. I think I'd like to try something else. You know,、mm-hmm. I've got ideas that would be maybe appropriate for a novella or a short story. Oh,、um, that's. Wow. So, it'd be nice to experiment with prose rather than poetry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Um, but we'll see. You know,、that. I never expected that, that I'd write this, so we'll see what happens next. Oh, that's, that's wonderful that you managed to write 100、mm. in the space of three years. You know,、mm. like I've been writing for how many years? And I don't think I have 100 yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And、um, just thinking about the book, so what are the next steps now? What? I would, love, I would love to have it published.、Um, I don't really、yes. know how to do that.、Um, okay, yeah. Join a club, yeah. 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 <laughs>、um, maybe there's、no. someone listening who, who would know. But... Yes, everybody, if you're listening, you should definitely have a look、um, in the work and you should meet Ben and see what,、um, what the book project could be like. You know? So there you、mm. go. Yeah,、out. I don't know how to go about doing that, but I'd yeah, at least one copy for myself. We, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on the bookshelf. So, do you think? Do you think you're gonna do? You're gonna self-publish? Yeah, or at it, least print one. At least print one、said. copy. Say this is、yeah. my, this is, and hold it in my hands and say this is my book. I think the key is on that. So once you do that,、mm. if you embellish it with some of your, you know, with your artwork and even yeah, the calligraphy, pairing, yeah. absolutely, yes. I'm sure someone will, will be interested.、Mm. That's exciting. Yeah, there's more to come. That is very exciting. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I can't wait to see it printed. And whenever you print it, please come back to the show. And we, yeah, we, it will be great to see how、Absolutely. the whole process went. And、uh, yes, and this was Beyond Rhyme for December. Thank you for having me. 2022. Thank you so much, Ben, for coming. And any final words, anything else you would like to say? No, no, no. I think I've, I've said what I have to say. Okay, yeah, no, that's great. We're so happy to have you back. And、um, yes, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will be back next month, hopefully, with Ellen. Thank you so much. And for、uh, the final song, we will finish with Ave Maria. Also by Stevie Wonder. Thank you, everybody. Good night.
تعطون 